0: Psalm 24, 8. It says, Who is the king? Who is the king of glory? Who is the king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. He is strong and he is mighty. He is the Lord of the battle. He is the Lord of the battle. Say he is the Lord of the battle. He is strong and he is mighty. And what we just saw displayed was the King of glory. Strong and mighty. He is the Lord of the battle. And we thank you Lord God that sickness is under our feet. We thank you Lord God that all assignments from the pit under our feet. Uh, We decree that in the mighty name of Jesus. Uh, Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Exodus chapter 8, verse 22. It says, And in that day I will set apart the land of Goshen in which my people dwell, that no swarms of flies shall be there, in order that you may know that I am the Lord God, in order that you may know who? You. In order that you may know that I am the Lord God. He is saying, I'm setting my people apart in order that they will know that I am God, that I am king, that I am healer, that I have called them, separated them, set them apart. You're called and set apart to walk in signs and wonders. You're called and set apart to read the word of God and to actually walk it out, carry it out. You're called by God to say, I'm chosen, set apart. You set something apart that has value, do you not? You set something apart that has value. You have value in the kingdom, every one of you. Because God says you're chosen. Remember when we stood in, in Ephesians? You are chosen, a chosen one. You are chosen and pure and holy and spotless and blameless. And this is what God calls you. This is what God calls you. Amen? And so don't allow... Don't allow something going on in between your ears, some thought, some demonic plant. Don't allow some person that's trying to bring you down, weigh you down. No, you must remember the Spirit of the living God in you is causing you to rise up in faith with the strong arm of the Lord, because He sets you apart. He said to them, He says, I am separating you. He says, yeah, there's all these swarms of flies and all these places, but I'm separating you. There's a point in time where God says, I'm going to separate you from all these things. You're not going to have to even go through them. Amen. Amen. So he says, I will set my people apart and I will make a distinction. You know that you've actually crossed over into God's righteous authority. When you can say there's a distinction on my life. Oh, somebody hear me when you can say there's a distinction, a setting apart on my life. There is a setting apart. I know for me, there is a setting apart on my life. And I don't know about you. You have to know about you. That's the thing about this. You must know about you. You must rise up and say, it's mine, I'm claiming it right now. It's mine, I'm claiming There is a distinction, a setting apart in my life. And I'm not going to walk in the same old, same old, when God is offering me a banqueting table. Amen. So it really is a choice and because he's already said it. Guys, he's already said it. I'm setting you apart. He's saying, I am setting you apart. In his word, he talks about chosen before the Lord, before the foundations of the world in Ephesians chapter one. He says, you're chosen before you are not an afterthought. So before the foundations of the world, he says, I have chosen you to be holy and I've chosen you to be blameless, to be holy and to be blameless, right? And this is something that he already said. He has already said. and you know, we all remember the story in Elisha. We all remember when Elisha was getting discouraged and the Lord said, stop, because I've already set apart 7,000 who have not bowed their knee. They have not bowed their knee to Baal. They have have not bowed their knee to some demon spirit, to some statue, to some assignment, to something that's going on right now in culture. They have not bowed their knee, although it may look like what in the world happened to the church? It may look like what in the world has everybody just drank the Kool-Aid? It may look like, are you kidding me? Why are you allowing this trash to be in your life? It may look like that, but let me tell you, God always, always, always has His remnant. Are you His remnant? Are you a part of His remnant? I'm a part of His remnant, and I don't care if I'm the only one standing, but I don't think I will be, but I don't care if I was the only one standing, I'm going to stand alone. You have to have that resolution on the inside of you. You have to have that kind of resolution. See, so Moses, he's going in and, you know, God says, okay, you're going to go speak to Pharaoh, but I'm going to harden his heart. I, I'm going to, you're going to continue. But because Mo, because Pharaoh will not give in to the will of God, I'm going to harden his heart. It's because I already know his choice that I'm going to harden his heart. It's not because God was being mean. It's because I already know what he's going to choose. Therefore, I'm hardening his heart. it's not time yet he's going to have to experience more he's not at the end of his rope is kind of how we say it here isn't it it's not at the end of his rope yet yet oh Lord help us help us help us But he said he spoke to Elijah and he said, I have set 7,000 who have not bowed their knee to Baal. I have set 7,000. Why am I saying this right now? Because Moses was in a, you would say he was in a critical time. It was a critical time. There was all these plagues. He's got his people saying, Moses, why don't you just leave us alone? because you just made life hard for us. You made life so hard for us, you should have just left us alone. Moses, deliverer, drawn out one. Why did you come and do this? You made life so difficult for us. So here he's got this constant complaining and Moses is going before Pharaoh and Pharaoh, he's like, no, I'm not going to let them go. I'm not going to let them go. I'm not going to let them go, right? Strife, contention, trials, problems. When you're in the middle of strife, contention, trials and problems, what do you do? What do you do? Are you going to choose to give in? Or are you going to remember that you're a remnant one? Are you going to remember that you're a remnant one set apart, that God has already chosen 7,000, so to speak? He's already chosen those that are not going to bow their knee to a cultural assignment that's going to bring compromise. You know, I saw this post this week and it had to do with a very, very big ministry, a very, very big ministry and church. And they had partnered with a very, very evil, sexual, secular uh, uh, entertainer and given them kudos because they know them. And I was appalled, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, because it's not, okay, you know them, first of all, you gotta be careful who you know and what company you keep because you become like those you keep company with, right? And so, and you know, this is certainly not a popular message, but you know how that goes here. I don't think I preach any popular messages, I guess. But the truth of it is, is this. When I heard, when I, when I read this, when I read this, I, I was like, oh my gosh, I was grieved in my spirit. You know, you can be vexed in your spirit because when the world, when, when the church tries to look like the world, when the church tries to look like the world, act like the world, they're compromising. We're not called to compromise, we're called to be set apart. That means you're standing out. That's a deep, she's standing up. She's standing out right now, isn't she? We're called to be standing out, standing up and standing out for Jesus. Are you willing? to stand up and stand out for Jesus because that's what it's going to take. That's what it's going to take. And so yeah, amen. 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 Exactly right. You know, and sometimes it's like this is where we can exercise and practice in church and say, "You know what? I'm going to stand up for Jesus. I am I don't care if I'm the only one, but I am not going to cave. I'm telling you, it was a big ministry, big ministry, big church, and I was like, "Wow." Because here's the thing. What I preach from this pulpit and what any any minister preaches from their pulpit, they are accountable. To the Lord for what is being spoken and what's being received. And I don't want your blood on my hands. It's the blood. God's going to say, well, you have their blood on your hands because you led them down the wrong path. Not on this watch, not on my watch. I have too much fear of God and I love you too much. And I'm honestly, it's the fear of God. It's like, nope, 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 nope. I'll tell you the truth. I'm going to speak the truth. We are not called to actually look like the world. We are called apart, set apart. We are to love all people. But like I said before, love is not love without truth. Love has truth. You must have love with truth. Come on, we got to be able to give them love, but give them truth, which is the Word of God. Truth is only the Word of God. Truth is not something that changes. Truth is not something that, well, today it's this, but tomorrow it's that. No, truth is consistent. Truth is eternal. Truth is God's Word. Truth is God's word, and it will never return unto us void. So we have to know the truth, which is our sword. It is our sword. And so Moses is going before Pharaoh, and Pharaoh, is his heart is being hardened because he's saying no on the inside. Because he said no on the inside, God's saying, okay, that's fine, but it's going to be more difficult for you. But my people, it's enough. For my people, I'm putting a barrier. I'm putting a barrier. And it could rain. It could be a a hurricane. It could be disaster over here. But my people, I'm going to take care. I'm going to make sure that they're in my covering. I'm going to cover them with my wings. I'm going to make sure that I've got them. He has you. Somebody say, he has me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 23, I will make a difference between my people and your people. Tomorrow, this sign shall be. Hallelujah, thank you. So he's speaking this in the middle of the plagues, right in the middle of the plagues. This is like, I think it's the fourth plague when he is speaking this specific uh, you know, plague and then, and then this resolve. It was the plague of flies. But how do we seek the Lord in the midst of a difficulty? Moses did it. Moses constantly went back and God spoke. Do you think that when he spoke to him from the, when God spoke to him from the burning bush, it was just a two-minute thing and he was done? I mean, did you read how many things that he spoke? Did you know how long this conversation was? He had an encounter that marked him for life. An encounter that marked him for life to carry him through some very difficult times. This was a difficult time right? Amen. I mean, it wasn't easy to just go ahead and just, okay, keep going before Pharaoh. We'll keep going before, you know, he's not listening to me, but I'm going to keep going before Pharaoh. But you know what? When we do a Matthew 6, somebody say a Matthew 6, 33, when we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, when we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, come come on, what does the word say? All these things shall be added unto you. Say, all these things will be added unto me. When I seek first, are we seeking first God's kingdom? Are we seeking first his righteousness? When I seek first God's kingdom, when I seek first the kingdom of God, I'm seeking first the royalty, the realm, and the rule. If you're a note taker, write this down. The royalty, the realm, and the rule also reign. Rule, reign, same thing. It's the authority to rule over a kingdom, which is the kingdom of God that we serve over. God says, I have put you over it. It is not just in you. It is not just around you. It is not just at hand. It is all those things. But it is actually the authority of that rule that I have put you over. What are you doing with the royalty of this reign and this rule that God has put you over? Perfect example. We had somebody that came up to us here just, and you were all witness, you all witnessed it, that had not been able to see for 16 years. No sight. No sight. Do you think the devil wanted her to be set free today? Do you think the devil wanted her to even have an ounce of sight? None. None at all. None at all. But we have what? The kingdom of God is within us. We, that means that we have the royalty, the rule, and the reign operating through us if we so choose to operate in it. See, some people go, well, you know, I'm saved, you know, so I'm, I'm saved. If you don't exercise your right of sonship, do you think the devil's going to roll over and play dead? Say, so, well, oh, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. If you don't open your mouth and start If you don't start giving a Holy Ghost dance And start decreeing the truth out of your own mouth Do you really think the devil's going to be like Oh yeah, well they're filled the Holy Ghost Well, will leave them alone They're filled with the Holy Ghost I'm going to leave them alone Come on church, you got to rise up, rise up and say, here's the truth. It's the kingdom of God that I carry and it's the kingdom of God that I'm I'm releasing, I'm dispersing, I'm being a, a dispenser of the kingdom of God. You are releasing the kingdom of God everywhere you go. And this is what Moses was doing. Maybe you never related the kingdom of God and what Moses was doing, but this is exactly what he was doing. God gave him instruction and he carried it out he met opposition but he didn't quit you meet opposition but you don't quit you continue to press in you continue to go forward and you remind yourself that God says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me I remind myself that it is the strength of God in me that it has the power to overcome every adversity it is the strength of God in you that's going to overcome every adversity but you got to remind yourself sometimes right Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. 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 Hallelujah. So God's kingdom is everywhere that you allow his spirit to govern. So I wanted to make this comparison between Moses and right in the middle, right in the middle of the plagues, when most of the times right in the middle of a trial, uh, maybe when you're tired or it's been going on for a while and you're getting a little tired, you know, so in the middle of something. Well, how important it is to remind yourself, say, self, I've got the kingdom of God that's living on the inside of me, and I'm not going to cave in to this assignment. Right in the middle is so critical. So Moses was right in the middle of this assignment, and you might be in the middle of some assignment, some demonic assignment, but the kingdom of God is everywhere you allow it, him, the spirit, to govern. The kingdom of God The kingdom of God is everywhere. We go, the kingdom of God is everywhere. It is, but so is the demonic realm. So therefore, the kingdom of God is going to advance when you show up on the scene and you allow him to govern through you. Do you see the difference? I don't think you see the difference. Do you see the difference? We have to be able to say, okay, I'm exercising my right to take authority. I am exercising my right to walk on water. I am exercising my, wi- my right to open blind eyes. I'm exercising my right to speak to the dead and let them rise. I am exercising my right, my rule, because it's the rule, the reign, and the royalty of God. And it's within us. He's within us. He would never tell you to do something he didn't equip you to do. He would never tell you, I want you to go, I want you to be my hands and feet, if, if he wasn't going to equip us to do it right and so every single one of you are called by God to go forth and he's called you to govern something see Moses this great deliverer was called to govern he he was called to govern these people and to actually be used of God to set them free well God has called you as well to govern something and for some it's right in your own home for some it's your own family for some of you it's and that's where it starts let me tell you you can't govern and control and rule your own household Come on, there's some people in the pulpit that just need to take a step down and sit down for a while and get some things right. Because if you can't even govern your own household, then there's something wrong in this picture. You, got, you think I'm not. This is truth. You start, look, you start reading up, read in the New Testament about elders and about bishops. And if you don't rule your house right, then you shouldn't be doing what you're doing in the pulpit because it's a fake and a phony. God is looking at you right now and saying, are you qualified? Have you stand? Have you stood through the test of time? Now I'm not talking about perfect. I'm not talking about perfection, but I am talking about are you not will? Are you willing to stand for truth even when you're the only one? Even when all fingers are pointed against you. Are you willing? See Moses had to say yes. I am willing no matter what. Perfect? No. But consistent. Yes. Perfect? No. But yes, consistent. Are we going to be consistent at the things God has called us to do? Absolutely, because when we're consistent in the things God's called us to do, we're going to actually, we're going we're to walk in the fullness of his calling. You're going to walk in the fullness of his calling. And I know every single one of you here wants that. Every single one of you here. So the kingdom of God is a sphere, right? It's a sphere of God's rule. So since the earth is full of universal rebellion, is that not true? Yeah. Universal rebellion. So we've got the sphere of God's kingdom But there's also this thing called universal rebellion that's also all around. And it's against God. It's against that which you carry. It's against the power of God in you. This universal rebellion is literally coming against you and the power of God in you. Now, it doesn't actually even have a leg to stand on unless you think it does. If you think it does, then it does in you. But Sister Sally standing next to you doesn't believe at all that some kingdom of some demonic rebellion kingdom has anything in her. And you'll be looking at Sister Sally, maybe it's Sister Susie, I don't know. But you'll be looking at her going, what in the world? Why, how did that happen? How could she be doing these things? How could signs and wonders, how could mirror? Because she believes that the power of God in her is greater than the power of the enemy that roams around in the earth. The power of God in you is greater than the power of the devil that roams around in the earth. When we believe that everything changes, when you believe that everything changes, because you remember when you walk in the kingdom of God walked in. And so Moses didn't quit. Moses didn't quit because he said, you know what? This may look like a discouraging scenario. He keeps hardening his heart, but God kept reminding him, go back. But I'm going to harden his heart, but go back. But remember, I'm going to give you the spoils, but go back. So God always gives us these encouraging words to keep us going forward. But remember that it is the kingdom of God in us, and it's God's power. Now go to, now go to Exodus 9. Go to Exodus 9, 16, because this is such a powerful scripture. I love this. I love this because God, God was, was previous to him. We're still in the middle. He is still in the middle of all these plagues. And he says, but indeed for this purpose, I have raised you up. Talk about a God that wants to encourage you in the middle of right in the middle, right in the mess, right, right where when it's discouraging. He says, but indeed for this purpose, I have raised you up That I may show my power in you, that my name may be declared in the earth for this purpose. See, I've been raised up for a purpose. I've been raised up for a purpose. Yeah, that he may show his power in me. God wants to show his power through you. You've been raised up for a purpose, for God's power to be displayed in you. And that power might look like this. When when someone tries to offend me, I'm going to operate in love. That power might look like this. When I'm misunderstood, I'm not going to blame. I'm not going uh, to slander their name. I'm not going to start telling everybody, but I don't know what happened, you know, and I, had, and I searched my heart, but, you know, no, stop, because what you're doing is you're still bringing discord among the brethren. Instead, pray for that person and shut up. Just pray for the person and just be quiet and let God fight for, your, for you. Let God fight that battle. Let God clear your name. We got too many people trying to clear their own name. Too many people trying to clear their own name. Too many people trying to say, well, you know what? You know, it's good reputation of God through me. So, no, that's a bunch of baloney. It's your reputation you're trying to defend. Even Jesus said, I, you know what? He's of no reputation. Of no reputation. So why should we try to worry about our reputation? God is looking at the heart always, always, always. So the point is this. When God's power is going to be displayed through you, it's going to be through various different things. One is right there. I just said, operate in love when all all you want to do is maybe go punch somebody. Maybe you're just so angry. Maybe you just want to, maybe you're depressed and you just want to cry all day. I don't know. But here's the thing. God is looking to use you, but he's saying, don't give in to the assignments around you. Moses could have done that. He could have sulked. He could have sulked, really, God? We're on five, now we're on six, now we're on seven, now we're on eight, now we're on nine. How many plagues? Now we're on 10. Oh, this was the last one? My God, it cost him everything, but okay. Wow. See, so he didn't know he's gonna get to 10. We know, because we, we can read the Bible, we have that. But he didn't know, you know? And so it's like, wow, finally, finally he gets to 10 and God tells him, you're gonna go now, but what about from one to nine? What about all those, all those plagues? So in the middle, don't lose faith. In the middle, keep hope in the middle know that God is with you in the middle know that it's the power of the Holy Spirit which is in you that is the power resurrection power that's going to resurrect whatever it is that is dead in your life it is the resurrection power in you and as a matter of fact I decree that over you right now that the same spirit that rose Jesus from the dead lives in you the dreams that God has put in your heart in your mind that you've hung on to for a long long time we partner in agreement right now with those dreams and some of you have dreams and I'm just thinking of my brother and sister right here, Donna and Bill, because I spoke with them and I know that they have some, would you guys stand up? Anybody else that has a dream in their heart, they believe is God. I'm going to have you stand up. If you know God's spoken to you about a certain thing, just stand up. We're going to agree in in faith right now. Father, you see them. Lord, for some, you've spoken a very specific dream, a very specific dream. And so Lord, that which is of you, we decree right now resurrection power. That which is of you right now, revive. We bind up the one that comes to kill, steal, and destroy. We cancel right now the demonic assignments that would want to kill, steal, rob from you, deplete you, discourage you, wipe you out. In the name of Jesus, I command that to go right now. And I decree increase over you right now. I decree land right now over you. I decree restoration over your family right now. I decree finances increase. I decree marriages to be healed. I I decree children and children's children to serve the Lord your God. I decree the seed that you have planted is seed that's going to grow forth. I decree the crops right now are being harvested. It's a good crop. I decree good crop over you in the name of Jesus. Ministries being released right now. Health being released right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And even as the word said, I'll say it again. Indeed, for this purpose, as you're standing, I want you to put your hand over your heart and say this with me. For this purpose, I've been raised up. That God will show his power in me. That God's going to show his power through me. And that his name will be declared through all the earth. Hallelujah! Glory! We bless you, Lord. Glory, glory. You may be seated. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Ooh, hallelujah. How many of you learned something today? <laughs> it's like, ooh. Power of God. You guys want to know the title of my message? <laughs> Backwards. <laughs> you can title it whatever you want to title it, but... I chose his strength in you is explosive power. His strength in you is explosive power. Woo! And I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to be done. This is why I, called, I said this. This is awesome. This is awesome. Uh, turn your Bible to Philippians 4:13. We already know Philippians 4:13. I can do all things through Christ who, who, who strengthens me i can do all things through christ who strengthens me but did you ever wonder what the word strengthen meant other than like okay i'm strong okay i'm strong the word strengthen is to fill with power to empower and it means dynamo like dynamite okay it's the ability to impart ability so to impart ability where you had none to give you ability where you had no ability god says it is my strength in you my ability to impart ability so you have no excuse say i have no excuse if god's called me to it i'm gonna be able to do it hallelujah so the secret here it says, when we, the secret to overcoming this, to overcoming all opposition, is to position ourselves in the strength of Christ's explosive power, which is infused in and through me. I'm going to say that again. This is all Philippians four thirteen, and I'm reading from the passion version the secret to overcoming it's to position yourself in the strength of christ's explosive power infused in you